Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. So, Deirdre, your story is well worth sharing. First of all, like, how would you define skin cancer? What is it? Well, it's actually the skin cancer that I have is a basal cell carcinoma. And um, it started off with just like a spot on my face. And um, I was diagnosed with basal cell carcinoma five years ago. And obviously then when I went back then two years ago, 18 months ago to two years, um, I noticed some marks on my face again and um, around my nose and around the top of my forehead. So, um, you know, it, it comes, it's, the skin cancer is like, it's underneath my skin, what's the way it was. And um, when I went back down to my own doctor, they, she obviously put me on um, antibacterial cream to see if it was an infection so obviously that didn't work and then obviously then I was sent down to the dermatologist in Watford where I was diagnosed with the basal cell carcinoma skin cancer again Right, and I see it's nearly 80% of all cases is basal cell carcinoma Yes, yeah So how did it affect you then? Well, obviously when I was um, before the treatment it was quite um, itchy and it would appear as a scab or a crustiness on the side of my nose and then it would fall off within a week to 10 days and then it would be, um, it might bleed, sometimes it might bleed or maybe it wouldn't, you know. But um, And that's when I noticed and I knew that I needed to go back to the doctor and then be sent down to the dermatologist in Waterford. Hmm. So when I went back down the second time, um, I was put on different type of treatment because the first time when I was there five years ago, I got surgery done. So this time around, I was put on Effudix, which is a topical chemotherapy cream. Right. So, and it's a four-week treatment. Right. Is it, is it life-threatening what you've been through? Um, I don't know whether it'd be life-threatening, but definitely it's, um, it's a cause to be extremely concerned for skin cancer. And I mean, yeah. you know, there is other forms of skin cancer, as you know, you can have melanoma and that, but on Lymphoma. my case... Yeah, yeah, and um, on my case, and, I, and I'm not... Um, you know, um, a professional on this um, side of it, but just on my own case, the basal cell carcinoma is very horrendous and if is very, if you want to say, life-threatening in the way that, like, you have to be so careful of right. my skin. Yeah, so, uh, like, uh, the signs and symptoms of skin cancer, when I re- read up on this before you came in, it said exactly what you have described to me here. It usually begins as a simple, painless spot or sore or rash in the skin, and that's exactly what happened to you. Yes. Yeah. But how quickly did you react to that then? Well, you see, the first time I reacted quite quickly because my own father actually had squamous um, carcinoma in 2014 and he had to get his removed. So I suppose um, I would have been always very conscious and very concerned if I did see any spots on my face. So the first time around, I would have went to the doctor quite quickly. But the second time, um, 18 months ago, um, when I was noticed the rash on my face and my nose was quite red and quite scaly and I went to the doctor um, my own doctor had forwarded the letter on to Waterford but unfortunately at the time I suppose after pre-COVID and stuff like that I was on a waiting list for a long time so it was nearly 18 months to two years before I got seen to which was this year in May the 24th So in the meantime how, how did it affect your day to day life then? Do you, do you constantly need to scratch or itch? Or, or, yeah, w- it would be. And I have some on my back, actually. And it, you would, you'd be constantly, as you got hot during the day, you know, my face would get redder. So I would feel the urge to be more, it would be more irritating and I'd have to scratch on that, you know. Yeah. So now you're, you're here with me today because obviously you want to share more of your story with us. And you also want to create awareness because you're one of 13,000 people diagnosed with this. So that's a lot of people who've been affected by this.
Yeah, and it's a massive a lot. And um, when I was put on the treatments, the Effudix, the way that works is it's four week plan. So the first week you would have a mild redness. The second week it would get like spotty and blotchy. And within the third and fourth, it would become extremely crusty, extremely raw. And the only way I can describe it is a massive burning sensation. Um, on your skin. So w- at the start when I was looking at this on my face I decided that I wanted to do these videos and these blogs really more so not for people to see God what I was suffering but more to bring out that awareness yeah. massively of like how much like you know your skin the sun damage that I had got on my face from not having the awareness of protecting my skin when I was, you know, out And do you think sun. you got it from exposure to the sun in the first place? Oh, yes, definitely. You I were did, a sun yeah. worshipper, were you? I wasn't actually a sun worshipper. I was more, I'd say, you know, I'd be out in the garden and out with the children, maybe my grandchildren as well, out in the playground and going for walks and stuff like that. But you see, that's where it's massively aware. We don't realise that even doing those things it's not all about having to sit out in the sun and put the sunscreen on or going on holidays it's about every day if you're out in the fine weather no matter what we're doing you know gardening um workers that work outside and yeah. um, going to the playgrounds anything that we should be all really taking care of our skin and protecting our skin in the sun yeah and i mean uh, we've already heard from alga the mum of the the scout that's over in in south korea and she said that the irish scouts that were over there did have all the protective clothing and all to wear so they were very much aware of where they're going out to intense heat sometimes people wonder about covering up during the sun. like your, your instinct is to sort of just take in the rays, enjoy the sunshine, but more and more you need to put on the substance to protect you. Well, that's you? it. Like, like you really should be putting on the sunscreen from April to September. What level of sunscreen would you put on? Now, then? I would now put on factor 50. Would you? Now, they would say now, like, I mean, the Irish Cancer Society would say that you should be putting on from factor 30, you know, really, you know, if you're out and exposing yourself in the sun quite a bit. Hmm. And obviously, if you're out in the sun a lot, like out doing your garden or out on the beach or anything, you should be reapplying your sunscreen on every couple of hours. Yeah, and if you go for a swim, you put it back on. Oh, well, that's away. it. And, you know, children as well. Like, I mean, this is why I really am I, I'm so passionate about advocating and getting that awareness across because I feel that children should be really educated from a young age of how to protect their skin and if it's even only going out and wearing their baseball caps and putting their hats on and you know and even us all we should be wearing our hats even going for a walk and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely know from my own experience that I wasn't aware growing up and as a teenager like us all we'd be sitting out in the sun with the barely any sunscreen and um, definitely that's how my face and the other parts of my body got um, severely affected with sun damage. Yeah. You, you say you do, a, a, is it a weekly blog? Yes, I have been putting a weekly blog on every week um, of each stages of the skin cancer and the treatment. And now I'm doing one now because I'm in the healing process now. So mm. it's eight weeks of healing. I'm going into my fifth week. Right. And um, actually a lot of people that have been watching it and people I've met in my local pharmacy and my friends have all said that after watching the videos, they've gone back in and got their hat or they put their sunscreen on after watching yeah. them to see the effects that the treatment has so, done. I mean, we, we, we can't go through all the videos, but can you yeah. share some of the information that's on the ones you've so far presented? What's on them? Yeah, so basically what I've been saying is just like that, um, showing people the different week stages of my face and of my back of the way the Effudix cream has worked. That's the topical chemotherapy cream. And then I was just be always at the end of the videos, I was always be making sure and telling people to be so aware and use your factors out in the sun and giving advice on the UV index, telling people, you know, just to, mm. I mean, 
you can check it on your phone with the Met Air and now you can check your UV index for the day and uh, telling people, you know, to check that and to know what times between 11 and 3 to keep in and out of the sun if it's extremely hot. And there are days when there might be no sun and yet you could still be burnt and that, that, that confuses people because the weather can be very deceptive. Is it wind or what? what? Yeah, you can if the sun ain't shining and yet you're still at, at, at risk, why yeah, is that? Be, yeah, because it's still so cloudy that the rays can be so high through the clouds right. and we don't realise that, that the UV shining through are so, so de- like are there. And um, I mean, as one of the doctors, the dermatologist said to me, like sometimes a wind burn is just as bad as sunburn and I mean you can get such a bad burn even in September and I said sometimes we think that when the kids go back to school and we're all finished on our summer holidays or should put the sun cream away till next year that's not the case we should be still minding our skin and putting it on if we're going for walks right up till October Yeah so when people say you look fit and tanned you shouldn't be tanned at all or what's the story? Well no of course like I mean I'm not saying that God I mean if you're you know I mean, doctors are always promoting that we need to get out and, you know, in have the fresh vitamin, air. get in the fresh air and have vitamin yeah. D and be healthy. Yeah. But yes, but do be healthy, but protect our skin at the same time. Right. I mean, if we're going out, think that, yes, if you want a nice tan and you want to do all that, but still make sure you put some sort of factor on to yeah. protect your skin as well. Lovely to talk to you, Deirdre. Do you want to give some more advice before we round off our chat for today? Then? Well, just again, make sure that we all protect our skin out in the sun and even, um, you know, look up and check your UV index to check what type of the rays are up there in the sky and um, at all possible, put on that sunscreen and wear your hats. And you're well now. You're I'm on, well now on yeah. the road to recovery, thank um, God. Well, I wish you the very best. Look, and if people want to, to access your blogs, etc., where do they go? Um, well, I'm on Facebook and um, I'm on Instagram and it's just Deirdre Banass. Deirdre Banass. B-O-N-A-S-S. Yeah, and it has um, Irish... I'm on the Irish Cancer Society page as well of skin cancer awareness and the treatment. And as I said, I will be always advocating and um, being so passionate about skin care and, um, yeah. you know, for our skin. And, I, another, and another thing on that is too, as well, is trying to eventually, you know, allow the government also too to understand that we really need to reduce sunscreen as well because it's so expensive in this Reduce country. the cost of it. Reduce the cost yeah. of it because I think widely then we'll be able to use it more. Good advice. Thanks, Deirdre. Wish you well for the future. Thank you very much, Alan. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.